Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. I'm Chris Cheney, and I'm the Senior Clinical Care Editor for Health Leaders. In today's episode, we will be discussing patient experience issues with Eugene Sosha, MD, Chief Experience Officer for Pittsburgh-based Allegheny Health Network. Eugene, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's it's an honor. Thank you. Great. Well, let's get into our questions. First, what are the primary elements of patient experience? I think the, the, the primary elements uh, for patient experience is to define it first by defining what it's not, if, if I may, uh, and that is it's not just making patients happy per se. This is the patient's perspective uh, into what they perceive as ideal health care, uh, not necessarily what the provider feels or the hospital feels as is uh, the, the ideal experience. It's what the patient's perspective is. And one of the things that's a, a, a central component uh, when we talk about patient-centered care is establishing a relationship with the patient and one that's an empathic relationship. So your relationship has to be based on empathy. Uh, we all know what that is for the most part, so, but sometimes in the day-to-day uh, -day routine, uh, it's sometimes we don't demonstrate it as well as we could. So we have to think about what makes an empathic relationship, what makes an empathic uh, patient-centered uh, event. And, and, and only when we do that, we establish a relationship with the patient, then we get to the other components of, of what means what it means to have an ideal patient experience. And what I mean by that is uh, what we do is we get to know the patient as an individual. And once we do that, we, we gain their trust. So trust is the other critical component to a, a, an ideal patient experience. Because only when you get to the element or reach the element of trust, because they, you know them as an individual and they, you've shown them courtesy and respect and you communicate in an effective manner, then they will feel safe. So it's a matter of connecting with the patients, establishing a relationship with the patient, gaining their trust so that they feel safe in, that, in, in any given encounter. Excellent. At health systems and hospitals, what elements of high reliability promote a positive patient experience? So when we refer to a highly reliable organization, and certainly when I discuss this in the realm of patient experience, I put it in the context of any highly reliable organization and why we want to be a highly reliable organization. Number one, the patients expect us to be a highly reliable organization. They're coming to us with their most serious issue, and that is their health and the care for their health. So they automatically expect us to be highly reliable. The analogies that we often use when we discuss, about high, when we discuss highly reliable organizations, one typically refers to either the airline industry and or the military that we also count on these organizations when we are part of them to be highly reliable, and that is error-free. Well, for that matter, the patients expect us to be on our game, to be present in the moment with each and every encounter. It may be uh, an encounter that we've had a hundred times, a thousand times, but it would be the first experience for the patient. And they expect us to treat it as our first experience with them as well. Uh, 
and to acknowledge that. And we go in there with that attitude, then we will have uh, provided them an ideal experience. That is not easy to do. To be that highly reliable is very hard. Or as we would say, to be on stage and off stage at all times is very, very challenging sometimes because we are human beings. But that's what's expected of buyer patients. What kinds of strategies and tactics can enhance communication skills to boost patient experience? So we have a number of ways that we've approached this in terms of uh, communication skills, but uh, it is one where we have gone to the extent of even providing a workshop on communication skills that helps break down communications into the elements that would, again, provide a patient-centered empathic communication. Uh, we provide a workshop to each one of our providers, including our advanced practice providers, which they can attend. Uh, it is a, a, a one-day course that will teach them some of these elements, which come down as to some basic, basic things as how do we introduce ourselves to some more uh, impactful things like how do we communicate with uh, empathy? How do we bring out the emotions uh, of the encounter? What the patient is concerned about? How do we elicit those concerns? How do we ask open-ended questions? These fundamental things make the difference in an effective communication. So we try to teach that uh, through our workshops. We also try to teach it in a broader uh, uh, way where we reach out to each one of our managers throughout the entire Allegheny Health Network, which consists of 10 hospitals, uh, uh, multiple office practices, where we will go to each one of the managers and ask them to connect virtually, where we'll have quarterly training sessions around this. So we use a virtual platform or we would a virtual channel to communicate to them these very elements that come to uh, mean a, a, and create a, a, a ideal patient experience. We even have a, a, a card that we use, which teaches them on the elements of empathic relationships. We call it our cares in action, which breaks it down into the following themes. It breaks it down to communication, acknowledging the patient and or apologizing to the patient, showing respect and responding to the patient, showing anything that we do in an empathic manner, and then ultimately the S stands for solving any issue that they might have. How can you engage your health system or hospital leadership to modify the organization's culture in a way that supports a positive patient experience? Uh, very good question. We ask each one of our leaders uh, throughout the entire Allegheny Health Network, amongst other things, to round, if you would, to periodically round on their patients and round with their nurse managers uh, and the managers themselves round on the patients. We call it leadership rounding. And we have created a tool or used a tool that helps us with a consistent set of questions that we ask when we round so that the leaders can go into any patient's room and round on that patient within one or two minutes or one to five minutes and ask several questions that get to uh, how we're doing with respect to patient experience. And if there's any other things we can do in terms of service recovery in the event that it's not an ideal experience at that time and, and help them in their journey through their care. Excellent. How can you get your care teams to focus on empathy and patient-centered care to strengthen the connections between patient safety, quality, and patient experience? Well, as I said to you earlier in, in the broadcast, uh, first, we do everything we can to define uh, and show the elements of empathy 
uh, anywhere from some basic things as communicating and what we do with nonverbal communication as well as with verbal communication. We try to teach these elements. Uh, we try to teach uh, to and, 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 and remind all of us on regular meetings what it means to be in the moment. We try to remind each other that one of the key, and I think we're going to talk about this later, key elements to this is recognizing each one of us that are providers and patient-facing uh, members of the team uh, and those that are even not patient-facing members of the team, that they have a role to play here in caring for the patients where they can demonstrate empathy each with each one, each one of their encounters with that patient uh, to recognize them as individuals and not just a diagnosis, if you would. Great. How does employee engagement align with patient experience? That's a great question because uh, we, we recognize it as do so many others. Uh, and I, I often reference a, a book called The Patient is Second because there, we all recognize that achieving the ultimate patient experience will be nearly impossible if we haven't recognized the challenges and the pain points that, that our, our, our uh, patient-facing team uh, might, might be encountering. So we, we have to look at the employees, all the employees. Uh, where there's an expression that every encounter is an opportunity to brand and every encounter is a chance to provide an ideal experience. So we want to make sure that, the, the, that we're monitoring and measuring our employee engagement and addressing any issues we can have so that they can do their work ideally and be, be come to work uh, every day with that energy that's required to provide a, an ideal experience for them. So we, we constantly measure that and any initiative that we put out we try to see that it aligns, not just with patient experience, but it would align with enhancing quality and safety as well as employee engagement. I'll give you an example of one of those initiatives. Those one of those initiatives that, that aligns with each one of those elements would be purposeful hourly rounding. We know that by purposeful hourly rounding, we not only enhance patient experience, but we definitely help with quality and safety and, and looking for any issues that might be present during the patient's care from that perspective. And we, we get the, the team caring for the patient involved with that process so that we're looking at engagement as well. Eugene, it's been wonderful talking with you. Thank you very much. It's been a great day. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. I hope we can do it again in the future. Thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.